Like that's the key is can't just be me come and fix your plumbing. Like, you know, it just can't, it can't be that because that's how it's always been. Essentially, you know, you want to create an experience to where it's different. So here at high five, after every job, our customer, our technicians high five the customer. And then we ask them, Hey, would you be cool to take a selfie? So we actually have a wall that's called the be the reason someone high fives today. And it's just pictures of us high fiving a thousands and thousands of customers. So it's about creating that experience. So we use a high five. Other companies can do something different, but you have to create that experience that sets you aside. So then that way you're memorable, which makes them want to tell other people. That's the whole key. And so it's about making sure that you don't shortcut that customer experience. Welcome to the Skill Stadium, a podcast for the skilled trades, where you can learn about the opportunities and benefits of working in the skilled trades from business owners, hiring managers, and the hardworking, talented professionals. And now your host, Keith Williams. Thank you for tuning in to the Skill Stadium podcast, episode 125. I'm your host, Keith Williams. And every two weeks, we feature professionals in the skilled trades, hiring managers, business owners, educators, and influencers, sharing their advice and their experiencing, and most importantly, giving real-world advice, telling it like it is. If you could do me a favor, if you enjoyed the podcast and it brought you value, please leave a five-star rating, write a review, share it with a friend. That would mean a lot to me. Introducing today's guest. Today's guest grew up in a small town called Ann. Antonio, Colorado. I hope I'm not butchering that pronunciation. My guest's dad was a master plumber. My guest started plumbing at 16 years old and has over 20 years experience. My guest is proud of two fantastic kids and starting a plumbing business from scratch in 2012. A quote that my guest lives by is Proverbs 14.23. All hard work brings profit, but mere talk leads to poverty. During my guest's free time, he enjoys spending time with his wife, two kids, watching sports. And an interesting fact about my guest is that he collects 1980s and 90s pop culture action figures. Please welcome Levi Torres, CEO of High Five Plumbing to the Skill Stadium Podcast. Levi, how are you today? Good. How are you, Keith? Thanks for having me. My pleasure. I got to ask you, where on earth do you find pop act culture action figures from the 80s and 90s. Where do you find that? Well, you know, uh, it's actually coming back pretty good. Uh, you know, so I collect a lot of the old WWF wrestlers, action figurines, the Ninja Turtles figurines, Mario Brothers figurines. So all of it's kind of starting to come back and be cool again. So it's, nice. it's pretty easy to find it now. <laughs> now, do they? does it come in the packaging? Because I would imagine there's a certain value of the condition that it's in. Yeah, there does. I I don't do it for collection reasons. I do it for aesthetic reasons. Like I like the way they look. So I take them out of the packs and I make them in different positions and I mess with them and put them back on my shelf. So I definitely use it for more of a fun value instead of a actual value value. (laughs) No, I agree. I I love it. I I grew up collecting sports cards, so I can relate to that. That's why that kind of jumped out at me. Hockey cards, basketball cards, baseball cards, you know, you know, I was a kid in the late 70s, early 80s. So that was very popular back then. And and I believe it's still popular now. Yep. You also mentioned that your kids play sports. I got to ask you about that. I'm a big family man myself. I know you're a family man and I know your daughter's graduating this year. Congratulations. What sports do your kids play? 
So my daughter plays basketball. So she's uh, she that's her main sport. That's really the only sport she's ever played. Uh, my son plays football and basketball. So yeah, so I have two high schoolers. I have a freshman, and uh, like you said, my daughter is a senior. So I have two high schoolers in my house. Wow, you're busy. I know if they're yeah. in sports, you're busy. Uh, my, my son plays basketball and baseball, so I understand what you're going through. And I know that football and basketball is a huge commitment for your son. So, And obviously your daughter playing basketball, that, that'll keep you pretty busy. So let's get into this. You know what attracted me to uh, reaching out to you is that your company, you guys do a lot of fun videos, TikTok mm -hmm. videos. And I know that you didn't grow up with social because, you know, we're of an age where we didn't grow up with social media. I know that. I don't know your age, but I know you didn't grow up with social media. What prompted you to kind of take that path to be involved in social media for your business? You know, it, it, it kind of, it really comes to, it was something that evolved because when you think about it, like nobody really gets excited about plumbing. Like, it's just the truth. Like, nobody cares how cool their water heater is. They just care that it heats their water. You know, and the only time that anybody puts any thought or real consideration towards plumbing is when it is a problem. And so we wanted to attract people. We wanted it to be something to where people thought plumbing was fun and cool. And and so that's why we really did start to focus. Like, we wanted our social medias to be more of a... Uh, a reality TV of what it's like to work at High Five instead of anything about plumbing. And so that's where that kind of started to evolve from. You know, we started to see what posts would get more engagement and what people liked and wanted to see more of. And they definitely liked and wanted to see a lot less plumbing and a lot more just real world High Five plumbing. Yep. I also imagine that, and one of the things I'm pretty passionate about is getting more young people into the trades uh, and in plumbing. And I would imagine that you probably change the perception of how young people see plumbing just from them seeing the work that you do. Yeah, we definitely try. Um, you know, that's one of our goals. You know, we also, something cool we do is we actually have an apparel website where you can go buy clothing, you know, and so it went back to, I actually, um, when, when we really shifted the focus Instead of it being high five plumbing and and a plumbing company to let's make it a movement. Let's make it something that everybody would get behind was I, I had a spokesperson for our company and I, you know, he was under contract and I paid him money to do some radio spots and stuff like that. And I had asked him, hey, can you do me a favor? Can you just throw on one of my shirts? Our T-shirt said high five plumbing across the front. And I said, and then can you put some social media posts of you at the park with your family? Like, I don't want you to say anything about high five. I just want people to see you wearing the gear. And they, I was, I was told that he would not do it because plumbing wasn't sexy. And so, like, you know, naturally, I hurt my feelings because I was a plumber, and you know, that was like, you know, hey, you know. But then I actually sat down and thought, and I was like, man, like, would anybody actually wear my plumbing stuff for my company outside of work? And the answer was no. It, it was nothing. It, it, nobody would wear it outside of work. And so that's when we decided to start making cool hoodies, you know, and cool hats and T-shirts and cool stickers for. And, and as soon as we started to do that, you know, we it really just shifted. It shifted to where, you know, it, it portrayed more of the fun side of plumbing than the I'm here to fix your stuff side of plumbing. No, I, I get that. And one of the things I will say that jumped out at me is your place of employment just looks like a fun place to work because it personalizes the people that work at the company. And I think there's a lot of value in that. And the gear looks kind of cool. I, I mean, you, I could see the high five and the number five. That has 
I understand the significance because that's how you came up with the company. I think you high-fived your wife mm -hmm. and she was like saying, hey, that's how, that's the name we're going to come up. I think you forgot the name and she gave you a high-five or you gave her a high-five yep. and that's how you came up with the name. So I like this story behind that. So I, th I think people can relate to it and it's something that they remember. Yeah. Well, and like I said, our mission here at High Five, our mission statement that's up and we actually have our mission statement and our value, vital values posted in every single room. So that no matter which room you walk into, you're going to see them. And our mission is to come together as more than individuals to create a positive impact on our team, our clients and our community one high five at a time. Um, I like that. And the, the, the first thing that we say we're going to make a, a positive impact in is our team. Like that's the first thing that we have to make a positive impact to in is our team. And, and if we can't make our team's lives better, then they're not going to be able to go make our clients' lives better. And if we can't go make our clients' lives better, then they're not going to be able to help the community. Um, so it's kind of like a chain reaction of how we want to build things. Yes. And I noticed something. You are definitely involved in your community. I saw that you guys had a uh, an event at the uh, at a local high school at the basketball game. where And so talk to me about the importance of, of community to you. Cause I know you're a family man. I got to believe the community you live in, you, you're from, you know, people, you're, it's probably something you're involved, but why is that important to you? Tell, tell me what that means to you. So really, you know, it, I, when I, when I married my wife, you know, she was a, a very uh, big on tithing, giving back to the church, giving back to, you know, you know, our, 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 um, our church. And so it, it, I wasn't on board with that in the beginning, you know, she was a hundred percent. I wasn't. And so it wasn't until I started to get on board with that that I started to see like, dang, when you actually like try to make a difference, good things happen like they, they just do. And so, you know, me and my wife always have done that, but we wanted to start to instill that into our team. And so so we wanted them to start to see that if they do some of this stuff, they can see that. And so that's why we started the CARES program was because we wanted to, uh, our team to experience what it's like to go help people in need and what it's like to to feel like you're making a difference with literally just you don't need a ton of money you don't need a ton of time and that's really what we've pointed out with this cares program is that you can make a difference in many many ways everybody thinks it has to be money or it has to be time and literally you know you could write a letter to a kid and that literally will make a huge difference in a lot of these nonprofits day-to-day -day operations and so we really wanted to just incorporate that into our team so they could start to see that in their lives. Levi, can you tell us a little bit more about the CARES program? Yeah. So uh, the High Five CARES program was started in March of 2018. And it, it literally was just started from me and my wife saying, hey, you know, we want to start to give back to the community and we want it to be in intentional. Like we want it to be something that people see is, is it can be done. It, it, you can do it. So we start cho started choosing a different nonprofit every month that we would spotlight or feature here in the Denver metro area. And so we would we would pick a nonprofit. We'll make we'll go to their to their facility and make a video. We'll interview them. We'll volunteer as a company at their at their nonprofit. And then there's multiple different ways that we donate money back through through our club membership sales, through um, our apparel sales. All of the profit from all of the apparel sales goes back to the the cares uh, partner of the month. And then we feature them for two months. And and like I said, we just literally try to be a a, a megaphone for their mission. You know, whatever they're trying to do, we just try to push out to all of our people, to all of our customers, and try to create a, a relationship to where we feel like we can help them continue to be successful by helping the community. I wonder something. With the pandemic, 
how did that affect the work you were doing? Do you feel like that brought people closer together and that people started maybe looking out for one another a little bit more? Because, you know, plumbing obviously was essential and, and there were people who were in need and struggling. How did that affect? Because you said to 2018, you started this CARES program. So how did that pandemic affect the work you were doing? Yeah, I mean, the biggest thing that happened was a lot of these nonprofits, they, they, they function off of volunteers. And a lot of their stuff involves multiple people, you know, a lot of people in one area. And so they were massively struggling with volunteers and getting people to come and fill some of the stuff. You know, we reached out to a lot of our nonprofits that we had featured to say, hey, is there anything you can you needed or that you that we can help you with? But a lot of them were just kind of struggling with filling body, you know, need at that point, just hands, you know, to, to get some of the stuff done. So but, you know, for the most part. Now that we've come out of it, we've just over the last probably year started to see an an increase in volunteers, you know, more people at volunteer events, uh, more people kind of um, out and about at some of the silent auctions and things like that are starting to come back for these nonprofits. We're starting to see that now. I also love the fact that, and correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm, I'm pretty sure the work you're doing, your kids are watching you. They're seeing you and your wife, what you're doing. I got to believe that that's, is there, are they influenced by that? Is this something that you're Uh, teaching them? Because obviously we want our kids. I mean, I'm a parent too. We want, these are things we want. These are values we want to instill in our kids. How has that impacted your children? I mean, you, of course you, you hope that they see the, the, the good things you do and, you know, but yeah, my kids that definitely are involved, they come and volunteer at the events with us when time permitting, you know, they are very heavily involved with their schools and their sports. But um, yeah, you know, you hope that they're watching and you hope they see the difference it's making by just, you know, a small plumbing company deciding to be intentional about helping the community. And when we decided to make the CARES program, a lot of like, you know, professionals in the industry said it was a bad idea for the size we were at the time, you know, to create a give back program because, you know, at the, at the time we started it, there was a, a, not a guarantee we would have a profit at the end of the year, you know, because we were a pretty small, small company. But we knew that if we just intentionally gave back that good things would come. And I mean, we've we've almost doubled in size every year since the year of 2019. So I would say that we're what we're doing is, is putting good things into the universe. Yeah. Well, I, I have a, a mantra too. Faith without works is dead. So I do believe that when you do God's work and you have faith and you do the right thing, God's looking at. That's just me. That's how I think. And obviously you guys have a strong company culture. You know, one of the things I notice about your company is you guys have like over 2000 reviews on Google, all five stars. And one of the things I noticed that jumped out, I started looking because, you know, I like to do a little research before I reach out to people, is that on your reviews, one of the things most mentioned was clean, communication, efficient, high five, (laughs) tech and estimate. Talk to me about you know, how do you find great? I know you have great people because there's no way you're getting these results without intentionally, you know, so you obviously have a system in place. How are you finding good people? Because you hear a lot of people say, we can't find anybody. We can't find anybody. And look at the videos. Your folks look real happy and they look like great people. Yeah. You know, the biggest thing with reviews and is creating an experience for your class customer. Like that's the key is you have to, it can't just be me come and fix your plumbing. Like, you know, it just can't, it can't be that because 
that's how it's always been, essentially. You know, you, you want to create an experience to where it's different. So here at High Five, after every job, our customer, our technicians high five the customer. And then we ask them, hey, would you be cool to take a selfie? So we actually have a wall that's called the Be the Reason Someone High Fives Today. And it's just pictures of us high fiving of thousands and thousands of customers. So it's about creating that experience. So we use a high five. Other companies can do something different, but you have to create that experience that sets you aside. So then that way you're memorable, which makes them want to tell other people. That's the whole key. And so it's about making sure that you don't shortcut that customer experience. Okay. No, that's good. I, I, I do believe people do look for an experience and believe it or not, people, when they have that experience, they don't worry about the price and they talk about about you, you know, like you, you think about all the, the brands like Apple, you know, all the iconic companies, Nike, you know, all the big companies, they're big because of the experience that people have. And that's what people are looking for. And so, yeah. And speaking of which, you know, wanted to ask you this, you know, imagine you have a customer who for some reason is not happy and they want things to be done right. Who do you have in mind, like in your office and you don't have to name them and just follow me while I'm, where I'm going with this. Who will you send to resolve that issue? And, and, and the reason I'm asking this is I believe this is what defines an elite plumber. And I find that when I ask people this question, I always get generalization about what's an elite plumber. And it's almost like people are like, all of my plumbers are elite. No, somebody is elite and somebody is very good and somebody is good. So how do we define an elite plumber? Because I know if you have an important customer or a challenge, you're not sending just anybody. And I don't want you to name the person because I don't think that's right for you to name your employees yeah. out on a podcast. But yeah, so so the way I break down plumbers and, and, you know, you mentioned earlier about how, you know, everybody mentions how they can't find people. I can't find people. You know, I'm having a hard time finding people. And really, the, the reason that High Five Plumbing can find people is because. Like, let's just say you're rating your technicians on a scale of one to 10, okay? And let's just say that in your in most companies, if they're below a five, you probably don't want them. Like, they're, they're not going to serve a purpose for you. Let's just say that, right? They're not, they're, they're lacking something, okay? So most plumbing companies are looking for these six to tens. There's not a lot of six to 10 plumbers. There's just not. Most of your plumbers are going to be below five. You have to build them and train them and groom them to become above a five in a grade. And so a lot of the plumbing companies out there, as they're looking in their interviewing, they're only looking for these seven, eight, nine guys. And there's just not a lot of those where when we interview, we'll hire anybody because we have any point in their career, we could use them. So we have warehouse apprentices who who's, knows zero plumbing knowledge. They're just in the warehouse learning the materials, learning what the materials are used for, learning how the materials go into the field. They then graduate to a field apprentice. Field apprentices now learn how the materials get installed, what, how, what the codes of how the materials get installed are. They then grow, graduate from a field apprentice into an installer. Then they, they, they install plumbing. That's all they do is install plumbing all day, every day. They then go from an install plumber to a service plumber. Now they diagnose and, and find, plumber, find problems with plumbing. And so you can see at High Five, I can hire a two. And, and I can put him where, I, where his skill set needs him to be. And now I can train him and keep him on and build him up until he gets to a seven or eight. And so, how long does that take typically? Sorry to cut in, but how long does it take to take somebody from a two to a seven or eight? It's usually about an 18 month process. 18 months from I can bring somebody into high five plumbing with zero plumbing knowledge and have them be licensed and a service technician generating $400,000 a year for the company in 18 months. 
Wow. Yeah. Wow. So you know, it's about being systematized. You, 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 you have system. to have a training system. You have to, you have to, everybody has to know that this is what has to be done because if it's just you that knows it, then you miss a day and the training falls behind. So like you have to be crazy systematized in order to do that. But that, that's what has allowed us to continually double in size every year is because I'm not looking for just seven, eights and nines. I'm looking for any plumber that's willing to come, willing to show up, willing to follow our vital values and we'll work with you and help you become a seven, eight, nine, ten skill set plumber. Let me ask you a question, and uh, I don't want to. I don't mean to. I don't want to put you on the spot, but I'll, I'll ask a lot of company owners this question. And are you open to allowing a young person to come in for a day, or somebody with no experience, to what I call just have a day in the life and see what it's like, so that because I've heard some owners and uh, you know say, hey, let them come in. We'll take them in for a day. And because a lot of the work I do is we're trying to help young people, right? Mm -hmm. And so I always feel like all of us are where we are because somebody helped us. I think people either get it or they don't. And in the and to me, when you have young people, particularly our high school kids, I think we really got to look out for them. And so I always ask company owners this, would you be willing, is that something you're willing to do? Yes, 100%. Like I said, our, our apprenticeship program is designed for anybody at any age level that wants to become a plumber, we can bring you in. You can look at our operation. We do shop tours weekly. Like we have other businesses that'll come to our shop and do tours. We want you to see how we operate. We don't, we don't, we're open book. You know, we show you our warehouse. We show you technicians, dispatch, call takers. We want you to see what we do because we think it's cool. And so, um, like I said, our apprenticeship program will allow any person at any skill set if they decide they want to be a plumber, we can help them get to that, hit that goal. I love that. I love that. I, I had a feeling you were going to say yes. That's why I, I was like, let me caution you for, I don't want to put you on the spot, but you know, um, I just, I, I had a feeling that's something you would agree to because you, you strike me as that type of person. One of the challenges that we are seeing is we have a skills gap. There are not a lot of women and a lot, a lot of minorities. We need to get retail workers. How do we connect with these groups? Because I know I worked retail when I was younger and I was working three jobs just to survive. And I'll, I'll tell you something, people who work in retail, I'm not sure if you're aware of that, they're hard workers. They don't make a lot of money, but that's really a great foundation. I feel for anybody wanting to go into any profession, if they're willing to work hard and learn. How do we connect with these groups of people so that we can close the skills gap? Because we need more women, we need more minorities, we need more of the people who are working poor, working in retail. How do we get them into plumbing? I mean, it's, it's by videos. It's by, it's by what we're trying to do. Like, like that you have to make it to where one of your videos pops up on their TikTok feed. Like, because that's what, that's what's going to change it. Because what we find out is that a lot of people truly, when they see high five plumbing is hiring, they really believe that it's for plumbing. Like that's just what their mind does. Some of the best people that I've seen get um, into the trades have come from the food industry. Great waitresses and great waiters make great call takers because they're great at hear, th- talking fast and get and editing things and adjusting things and moving on the fly. Your host, the person who sits you at the front desk, is is a great dispatcher because they they, they can look at a, a whole room and fit as many people in, and that's exactly what a dispatcher does looking at a dispatch board. So it's about you us as the industry reaching out. And showing that those are direct correlations. Like those are direct things. If you're good at this, you're going to be good at this. We can train you to do this. Because once again, like people just, they see they see Hi-Fi Plumbing and they think it's a plumbing company. I don't know anything about plumbing when that's not even the case. Like that that's not it at all. 
I don't think every company does what you do. I think you're more of an exception. I, I don't want to, I don't like to pass well, judgment, but you seem like a more open-minded company to do that. I don't think everybody's doing that. Well, I agree, but that's why a lot of companies say they can't find people. And that's one of our least problems here is we can hire, we can find people when we need them. So, yeah. And once again, so the only way to really change that or to close that gap is for more people, more, more people in the trades in the industry to start to do this, to start to realize that it's not it's a cool thing. It's something cool to be in. It's not. It's not a last ditch thing. That's what. That's what the trades have always been. They've always been like, oh, if you're not smart enough to go to college and you're not, you know, athletic enough to be an athlete, then go into the trades. And so it's. It's always been like a like a, a last turn. You know what I mean? Like a, a way out when it needs to just be like, no, nah, this is a great way to make a living. You know, you make that's a good that's, living. We recruit. We recruit. That's the way we recruit. Like we tell our people, hey, if you come and join our team in 18 months, you could be making over a hundred thousand dollars a year. It's proven. We have a system that shows it. And now it's just a matter of people who are willing to come in and do it. I believe it. I believe it. I, I agree 100%. And the other thing I think too is that you guys focus in on the training and development, which is always going to put you ahead of your competition because it's like having a pipeline of talent. You guys just have a system and you just, you put them in and boom. And so I feel like that'll always give you an advantage because people who always do the thing, do things the way things were always done before, they never survive long-term because you just, you know, already, no matter what business you're in, everything changes. If you're not rolling with the change, you're in trouble. Yep. Yeah, I, I agree. You know, that's one thing, you know, um, high five is not scared of change. That's, that's, you know, we will, will change if, if the change is needed, we will change. Training is necessary. Like if you're not putting time into your people, then they're going to want, they're going to just go find a company that does put time into them because they, they, most people want to get better. They, they want to get smarter. They want to get more talented. They want to advance most people, not everybody. Some people are fine where they're at. That's fine. But we do invest six hours a week in training into our people. You know, we, we have trainings on Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursdays, different trainings on each day. And, and like I said, we, those don't change. Like we don't cancel those if we're busy because we'd rather run more calls. Those are a fixture. It doesn't matter. You don't skip the training because if training's not consistent, then the team just views training as you just trying to make them do something that they really don't want to do. But if training is a consistent thing where you do it weekly, monthly, every other week, it doesn't matter. It just has to be a consistent thing. So then that way the technicians see that it doesn't matter if it's the slow season, if it's the busy season, we're going to train because that's what's vital to our success. Yeah. Also wonder in that training, how much work are you doing with soft skills? Because your, your plumbers are going into people's homes. Yeah. And so I see the rapport. So I see them doing the high fives. How much training do you do with them in terms of customer service? Because that is, I mean, that's critical. Your reviews are telling me you're doing something right. So right. T tell me about that. Are you training them or are you just hiring people who are just Really no. strong people put everything we do is is very strategic. You know, we we train what we we train what we expect. So Tuesday's training is hundred percent dedicated to the client experience. It's we, we have a 12-step process that we expect every technician to follow when they're in the home. From parking in the right spot to introducing yourself the right way to knocking on the door the right way. To once you get in the house, what to not to say, what to say, to not create conflict, you know, to, to try to make it an easy experience for the customer. So we train that on Tuesdays. 
Wednesdays is technical training. So Wednesdays is where we talk about just plumbing, like how to install water heaters, how to, you know, that's all technical plumbing, how to become better plumbers. And then Thursday is high five systems trainings. And that's like systems for high five, like where to park your truck at high five, what to do with your dirty laundry on laundry day, you know, what to do with your scrap copper when you, when you have scrap copper. And it's like, we train on that on Thursdays. So our goal is to create no gray area. If there's no gray area, then everybody's either going to do it the way you expect it done, or they're going to ask a question. And that's the two things you want is if you're going to ask a question, then I can show them the system and say, hey, this is how we expect it done. Is, is this not accurate? And if they say, well, no, I think we need to edit this and this and this. Well, then cool. Now they just helped me make my company better. That is so smart. That's brilliant. I think of Chick-fil-A. You ever been to Chick-fil-A? Yep. You know, you know how they operate, right? Yep. You get the same service whether you're in Denver or New York. It doesn't matter. It's a, so yeah, no, I I love what you're doing. That makes perfect sense. And that again, like I said, when I saw the reviews, that jumped out to me like right away. I was like, oh wow. And I was looking at what they were commenting on, and I was like, mm, something's going on here. Something's going on. I got to ask you about that. How do you feel about plumbers using video? Because I know you're big on video to showcase their skill sets. Because I'm all about leveraging technology because we don't hire a resume we hire a person and i always want to ask owners this because i always feel when i'm looking to hire somebody i want to see them hear them talk to them get a feel for them as opposed to because you can write anything on a on a resume yep a resume doesn't tell me a whole because if it was just a resume guess what they'd submit a resume and they'd be hired and you wouldn't have to interview them but what's your take on on plumbers who use video they showcase their skills there have a strong online presence because i know you're big on video because yeah. of your presence on tiktok so i think there's that that's where there's a key there's there, that's a double-edged question a little bit okay because like i see a lot of people on social media who are uh, technicians, you know, that are recording them do their work and they're recording, you know, like time-lapse videos of them changing out toilets. And that's all great, but you got to understand that it goes back to the customer experience. Mm -hmm. So now what is the customer going to think when you're spending a couple minutes setting up your camera and sure. then, you know, the, you're, you're, you then have to pause it because you messed up and have to re-pull the toilet. You, you know what I'm saying? So like, it, yes. it's all about the customer experience. So I love video. I think COVID proved that video can be used for many, many things that nobody thought it could be. So, yes. you know, we started High Five Live. So let's talk about business and giving as a business owner and my customers how I use video. So, you know, we get customers all the time that call in and say, hey, I need a price to get my water heater replaced. And um, as a plumber, I just can't give you a price without seeing it. Like I need to see it. I need to know what has to be done for code. Like if everything that is done is done properly, can I just, can I reuse this? Can I not reuse this? But what was happening is we were losing those people. Those people would just say, nope, I'll just call somebody else. So in 2018, we also started using a service called High Five Live, which is where we'd set them up in, um, we, we, if a customer didn't want us to get a technician out, they were just looking for a price. Then we actually set them up for a video estimate where we get them in front of one of our licensed technicians. And then our licensed technician now can video chat with his customer. They can show us everything that they that we need to see. We could essentially use them as a remote control. Hey, go a little bit to the higher, go to the bottom. Hey, do you know where your main water shutoff valve is? Like we literally just spend a 30 minute conversation with them. Our whole goal of that video chat is for them to still understand why we should be out there. 
Mm-hmm. Like it's not to try to give them a price. It's just to build a relationship. And so mm-hmm. what we started to do when we offered those video estimates is we started to see less people telling us no. We started to build our customer base because now those people that were telling us no are now saying yes for the video estimate. And now we're building an, an, a relationship with these people. So now we're, we're, we're gaining customers. And so if, if a business, if as a business, you're not using video to try to connect with customers in one way, shape or form, then you're, you're going to be so behind when it finally becomes acceptable for video estimates, because it will eventually get to that point. You know, we, we do about three to five video estimates a week right now. But once again, that's three to five people that would have said no, because we didn't give pricing over the phone. And so you can see how, you know, you got to, you got to use video, but we use video a ton with once again, how we, how I said, we'll hire plumbers, we'll hire plumbers anywhere in the scale from zero to 10. And so a lot of the times, if you have a five plumber that's out in the field, we use video all the time with their managers to help yes. him through the, through the situation. Why wouldn't you? Because the technology is there and now it's a training thing where you can say, cool, see that this is this, this is this. So we heavily use video uh, a lot in, in high five. No, that makes sense. And that that's how you get your fives up to sevens and eight and 18 months. And now they're doing well. That's very smart. That makes a lot of sense. I know we're coming up on, on, on our time. I'm really enjoying this conversation. I want to ask you two more questions. Yeah, that's fine. Can you share a resource or website, something that any young person can check out to learn more about plumbing, the profession? Um, you know, that's, that's tough. There's really not just like something. What I can say is go check out our page, like go check out our social media accounts, go check out our website. And and if you're interested in working for high five, then come and have a tour of our shop. Like that's really the best thing to do because there's plumbing's really not portrayed in a great light anywhere you know, as far as to recruit people into the trades. So, so I, that's what I would say. I'd say go to our social medias, go to our, fa- our websites, go to um, any of those things, and then set, set up a time to come and tour our, fa- tour our facility just to get an idea of what it's like to work in the trades. Levi, just quick note, I'm going to let the listeners know, I'm going to have all your co- information on yep. the notes in the uh, podcast. So folks, if you're listening to this, all of their social media, all their website, all those things are going to be listed. I don't even need you to say it right now because it'll be in the notes. And uh, But just tell them your website just so if the people are listening. Yeah, your yeah website it's, uh, it's highfiveplumbing.com. That's H-I-G-H, the number five plumbing.com. You can find us there. You can find us at on uh, Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, YouTube, uh, just High Five Plumbing. And once again, that's H-I-G-H, the number five plumbing. Uh, and if you want to check out our cool clothing, it's a High Five Colorado. So H-I-G-H, the number five Colorado. And that can kind of show you that how we're different and how, how everybody else does plumbing is not how plumbing has to be done. Excellent. Levi, final question. If you had the opportunity to meet yourself in 2033, you're 10 years older, you're wiser, what would you ask yourself? What would you want to know? You know, that's tough because, you know, I think you're always in the place you're at where you're supposed to be. Like, I I believe that you're taking the steps you're supposed to be taking where you're at. So, I mean... If I met myself 10 years down the road, I'd probably give him a high five because that means he's kept going. He's still moving forward. And I would say just keep going. You know what I mean? There's not really anything I'd want to know or because my 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 thought is, is if you're still there in 10 years, then you got to keep pushing forward. Definitely. Well, Levi, thank you so much for your time. It's been a pleasure. Yep. I wish you continued success. Uh, congratulations on your daughter, obviously, graduating this year and much success to your son as he goes through high school. Yes, thank you, Keith. And thanks for having me. My pleasure. 
Thank you for listening to Skill Stadium. It would mean so much if you left a review on iTunes and told your family and friends about the podcast.